Yo, 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 what the fuck is happening, energy fam? Welcome back to the next episode of Primal Alchemy's Red Pill Initiation Hour, here with your host, Chris Story. Now, for all the truth seekers out there who are returning listeners, you know the drill by now. You know that I'm always going to start off by giving my love and my thanks to each and every one of you that listens to me rant for an hour every day. Well, maybe not every day, but, you know, two times a week. Maybe every day if you're just balls deep into this podcast and you're just catching up with all the episodes. But anyway, it really does mean the world to me, guys. You giving me even a few minutes of your day, just you clicking on my podcast and subscribing and downloading an episode, that means the world to me as well. And as of late, over the past few episodes, I seem to have really been picking up the numbers and the listeners, which is great. I pay quite close attention to the metrics and statistics of the episodes, who's listening to it, where's who, where are they, and... What, uh, what topics do they like and what topics don't do so good. And it's great to get feedback off you guys. It really is. It allows me to make a better podcast, make a better show for you, to be able to attract the names on that you guys want to hear me talk to. And uh, overall, it allows me to better my own skills, uh, interviewing and yeah, allowing me to talk to people that I wouldn't normally be able to talk to in everyday life. And uh, I couldn't do this without you guys. Like I said, the numbers are increasing and I'm getting more and more people reach out to me. And I was asking, like, where did you hear about the show? And they're like, oh, my friend told me to listen to it or I found it out through a suggestion on iTunes. Uh, It come up on my recommended listens on Spotify. So, yeah, I mean, something's working, guys. Something's definitely working for sure. It seems to be increasing in visibility and exposure which is massive for me so again just want to give you guys a massive thank you so please if you haven't done already drop me a review on itunes apple Podcasts, google podcasts reach out to me on instagram at primal alchemy uk let me know what you think i mean yeah any any little bit of feedback it really will help me change the game So guys, as you know by now, I always drop you an exclusive discount. That's the discount code REDPILL. That's the code REDPILL that when used at checkout on primalalchemy.co.uk, you'll get 10% off anything within your shopping basket at the time of purchase. So if you're brand new to the Primal Alchemy brand and this is the first time that you're tuning in and hearing my voice, then yo, check out primalalchemy.co.uk. And grab yourself our Vitruvian Protein. So Vitruvian Protein is our flagship product. It is an organic whey protein superfood blend. It is the only health supplement in the world to be certified organic, keto, and paleo approved, all under one banner. So check it out. If you're not on the market for a health supplement, then check out our Ancestral Potential Coaching Programs. This is your chance to work one-to-one with me. So everything that you hear on these podcasts, if you're wanting to learn a little bit more about it just by having a tutoring session with me, we can do that. Or if you want to do a little bit more and work very closely with me, then we can do our exercise, fitness or enlightened biohacking mentoring programs as well. 
So that's all on primaralchemy.co.uk for you guys. Check it out, see what you think, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. All right, so moving on to today's episode, we have Mr. Spencer Mack. Now, if none of you are familiar with Spencer, Spencer is a holistic health coach. I think that's the best way to to describe what he does. Uh, Spencer is an amazing guy, a fellow truth seeker. <sighs> you know, just putting in the work, steadily making his way up Jacob's ladder to the heavens above trying to save himself in order to save the world he honestly guys he's he he's really dope if you don't follow him already i would definitely recommend checking out his instagram and his youtube videos and his blog uh he is a very unique be- uh, being he has a lot of interesting shit to say i've been following him on instagram for quite some time and yeah i reached out to him to get him on board and he was more than happy to uh to come on and share some of his experience some of his personal wisdom with myself and with you guys and I really enjoyed it we were discussing Spencer's journey from his days as quite the militant vegan to his transition into a more carnivore based diet and just talking about some of the misconceptions uh, within the spiritual conscious community in regards to categorizing your level of wokeness with in in regards to what you eat or other lifestyle decisions that you make we were discussing our own personal paths of self-mastery and some of our favorite uh practices and protocols that we have seen massive results from we were sharing tips and tricks uh common obstacles that we've both faced and it seems to be quite universal in that there are a few things that us as a human species have to um, rise above, no matter what class or background you come from. There seems to be some universal, uh, yeah, obstacles for us to deal with in order to take shit to the next level. So we discussed that, and we just had a just a good chat about life, just our own philosophies of existence, the meaning of life finding purpose and fulfillment, living with an open heart and manifesting your reality, manifesting whatever it is that you visualize and then achieving it in your physical base reality. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this one, guys. Again, I'm not too sure if Spencer's done a podcast before. I think this may have been his first, but I may also be wrong. So hopefully you enjoyed this. Please reach out to him also. I've got his information in the show notes. And yeah, give it give um give him a shout out. He very he'd very much appreciate anything that you've got to say, any feedback. And yeah, hopefully you like this one, guys. So shit, that was a fucking seven minute intro. I actually had someone uh reach out to me the other day and was like, dude, your intros are way too long. You need to cut that shit down. But then I've had other people that go, dude, I like your rambling. So what can I do, guys? I don't know. I'm probably just going to just talk for as long as I need to. And then if you don't like the intro, then hey, it doesn't take much just to push your thumb over your screen to just fast forward a little bit. Normally, they're about five minutes or so. Anyway, on towards the show. Time to get woke as fuck, Morpheus, 
Tell these fools what's up. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. As above, so below. What lies without resides within. Time for growth to begin. Mental, physical, and spiritual. We find balance with all three as we focus on totality. The whole, not the half. This is for those on a spiritual path. Looking for the clues to the answers of life But the truth ain't always nice So leave your ego at the door Let your inner lion roar And your spirit soar As we go deep down to the molecular level Tap into the body with some yogic breath Throw in some calisthenics for a true strength test Like the shamans of old We use the nature to heal With a little bit of DMT to reveal This whole life journey is a little surreal And your mind needs a leader Not a follower in life Let your mind be the master And you pay a hefty price This next 60 minutes is about self Mastery. It's not an easy path and it's a lifelong journey But we up to empower with this red pill initiation hour With this red pill initiation hour Brought to you by Prima Okami The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth Three, two, one oh shit praise osiris guys we're back episode 44 of the red pill initiation hour and this time we are going deep i know i say that every episode but this one we're going deeper than usual the rabbit hole has expanded its depths and we're going to be transversing it as far as we can and uh you know what i'm like by now guys if this is the first time you're tuning in then this is going to be a good introduction to what i'm about in a fuller picture and for all of you that are a regular listener then you know that i'd like communicating with full spectrum human beings and what do i mean by that i'm talking about people that have connected the dots as above so below as within so without i'm talking about people that have that connection mind body and spirit and not only do they have the knowledge about it, but guys, they're also living it, embodying it. And that's the most important factor when it comes to this. It's like there's so many people out there that can talk the talk. When it comes to this, they've read a lot of books. They've gone to guru lectures and they've, they've done all, all of the fancy shit, got the expensive crystals around their neck. But when it comes to it, I'm talking about people that put in the work. And today's guest is someone who definitely does all of the above and more. And yeah, it's great to have him on. I've been looking forward to talking to him for quite some time. So today's guest is Mr. Spencer Mack. Spencer, thanks for coming on, buddy. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, no problem, man. And then I briefly mentioned to to you just a minute ago when we were before we went on air that it was uh, just Instagram it's it's one of those tools that's a double-edged sword it can be one that kind of keeps you locked into the three-dimensional matrix but at the same time it also gives you the chance if you use wisely and appropriately to connect with people that are really putting putting some solid information out there man and in the, it's really an unprecedented time that we live in where back in the day if you wanted this sort of information you would have had to have been initiated into a ancient mystery school be that Eleusinian mysteries initiated into the great pyramid become a freemason all, all, of, all of that sort of shit but now you can get this knowledge of hidden a of like unifying with your higher self just by a few well-educated and 
woke as fuck peeps on uh on instagram and yeah man you're one of them i, I love your content man and it really is uh it, re- it really is a breath of fresh air compared to some of the shit that's uh that's also on instagram so for for people that aren't familiar with you spencer or what you're about your background your your life that you're living now your sort of message you in, you embody in your day-to-day life could you give us a bit of a breakdown on uh who mr spencer mack is and yeah what you're about man certainly yes i am what you could call a self-experimentalist <clears throat> with a passion for unraveling and obtaining my highest potential and the path of that i could say really started when i was around 18 and i met my first teacher got into kung fu and he just basically opened the whole door for me and showed me alchemy and um, egyptian mysticism and ayurveda and traditional chinese medicine qigong uh just comprehension of the elements and how to use meditation and life as a practice to transmute ourselves the the lead into gold so to speak um and the path has led me to do just as you say be a full spectrum human because there's no one single avenue uh, to approach this you know diet is just one thing your meditation is just one thing learning how to take care of the body or training is just one aspect um, all of these have to be integrated and I've been lucky enough over the past 15 years to take them I feel pretty um, individually and kind of drop down into pieces and at different levels you know it's like they all kind of just go up in this spiral together uh, and over time we learn to integrate all the different pieces into a collective way of life and the more tools you have at your disposal the more options you have to uh, you know amend certain situations or to support yourself in the most beneficial manner in whatever circumstance you find yourself in so right now call me a lifestyle therapist <laughs> is one of the services that I share just helping people to find that element in their lifestyle that's most lacking because they have to come up together right it's like you can only get your physical strength so high if your diet's not matching and your diet's not going to be that profoundly impactful if you're not actually putting that nutrition to use or if you're not exercising and getting things circulating so you're actually metabolizing and assimilating the things that you take in and none of that matters if you're using your physical energy to direct yourself towards a goal that is uh, not righteous so to speak if your spiritual uh, desires or focus is uh, too low (laughs) too low in the, the ego so to speak you'll waste your time and your energy. So um, I just find the game fascinating, learning more about all of the different elements and cultivating myself and my practice and contributing to my community because it's not all just about the self, right? We have those three pillars of our personal practice, but then we need that, that practice of contribution to the whole. Otherwise, there's no fulfillment, right? Yeah. Part of life is, is family and friends. Yeah, for sure, man. And you definitely hit the jackpot with uh, 
with that mentor of yours like literally he couldn't he couldn't have been more well versed in all of the cool shit like normally right. you'd be yeah you'd be lucky that it's like oh yeah he's a he studied ancient egyptian mysticism and oh he just happens to be a fucking kung fu master and those all of this <laughs> other esoteric shit man where did you pick him up to where did you find him dude this was in tallahassee florida of all places <sighs> Fuck, i man. know right totally unsuspecting man i learned so much from that that guy we're still great friends and still stay in touch he's out in portland now I think he's are in Eugene, Oregon. But yeah, super grateful. That's why I am passionate about sharing too, because meeting that individual saved my life. Basically, where I was going that time, that age in Tallahassee, uh, it just gave me a complete change of direction and and showed me what's actually possible. You know, it's like this this whole magic, mysticism, alchemy is a real thing, and it's something that's just been turned into cartoons and uh, movies when we're kids, but to find out that there is a real science behind it uh, is, is invigorating. Yeah, it's it's important, man. It's an important process within any, within any hero's journey to have that mentor. And some people find it later on in life. Some people are gifted to find a, a true mentor early on in life or just when they most need it and people need it at different stages of their life and yeah it can it can be so beneficial because it's the mentor which prepares you for your initiation into or i should say from the ordinary world into the extraordinary into the uh into where you really get face your trials and tribulations you go through your growth period your your spiritual death and rebirth all of that but the mentor plays an important role in preparing you for that and yeah, you've just been, you really, really are, man. You're lucky that you had someone that opened your mind to these, to these, um, ideas at a, at a young age, to, like you said, with alchemy, mysticism and like, yeah, like th- these sort of things have been like bastardized, like, like, like horribly, like crudely discredited as just some sort of pseudoscience farce, but the shit's legit. And if, yeah, if, if you, if you look at it from, um, from a from an open mind and from an open heart there's a lot of rich wisdom to be uh to be extracted from these from the from studying these uh these practices and yeah obviously my brand primal alchemy it has it's like one of alchemy i'm not a practicing alchemist the way i see things i don't necessarily turn a base metal into gold in the common sense but how I view myself as an alchemist is that I turn people into their golden self. I take their base level self and I transmute them into their golden self through my brand, through my practices that I, that I try to train through them. And I'm sure you probably feel the same. And that's uh, something that you feel with your, um, with your clients, people that work with you, it's, it's the same sort of exchange and Mm -hmm. it's it's so important man like alchemy has so many profound um teachings like real true wisdom teachings and just out of interest man this is a bit of a tangent and it's completely off course but tied into alchemy have you ever taken monatomic gold Mm -hmm. yeah what what was your experience with that you know it was a particularly magical time of my life anyway so it's hard to separate anything, right? It's like, did my life start getting better because I finally started meditating or did I start meditating because I started feeling better? It's this whole integrated singular organism. So it's hard to say like, oh, I started taking that 
it was the same time in my life this teacher connected me to these people who made his monoatomic gold oh, same man. guy yeah I know. fuck man why, why, why wasn't i Dude, born man why wasn't i born <laughs> i want a fucking mentor <laughs> well we're like you're saying man you're the way you're connecting with all these other individuals it's it's happening um but he connected me with a group of people i don't even know if they still have a website up but it was ascension alchemy and I believe they're based out of Colorado. And I really like the way they went about it because so many people are producing monatomic gold these days. At least, mm-hmm. you know, they say they are. I don't understand the full process of it. I know, I believe it's a seven-step process. And in the last step, you're turning basically a liquefied gold into a powder. And there it loses 99.9% of its weight <clears throat> and actually has levitational properties. Mm-hmm. Like the idea is it's a superconductor. Um, but I really like this company because they would have to talk to you first, get a photograph of you, understand what you're doing in your lifestyle. And they never gave you just pure gold. They always mixed it with rhodium and iridium because they, they said that this balanced it. Like gold would, would just make you too lofty. Yeah. You know, these are just people's uh, you know perceptions. Everybody's got their own route. But the, the specificity of which they went about it and they could only brew it you know, in alignment with the, the solar cycles or with the moon and they made batches for individuals. So wow, uh, I, I got to experiment with that for a few years. They did it in octaves, like a period of uh, years where each time you got a new vial of it, it was charged. They used scalar wave technology to charge it in octaves. So like the next time you got a batch, it was in the second highest octave and then third. And each one of them came with a meditation. Uh, activating like the pineal gland and what they call the crystal cave inside the the mind like three points or three chakras inside the head damn brother spencer man what the fuck why was i not in colorado uh, (laughs) why the fuck man seriously that's yeah that's that's uh legit alchemy right there those guys for Mm. sure know what they're on about and they're probably some fucking immortals that <laughs> from uh, dating back into ancient Egypt sometime or pre-antediluvian times knowing them. Fuck, that's intense. Yeah, so uh, this actually leads on to something else that we can go over, man, because you brought up the term superconductive. Or, and obviously, this can be branched out to many different tangents from this in terms of the, the real sort of idea of spiritual enlightenment is almost having your body operate as a superconductor obviously we have semiconductive properties anyway just due to movement due to our crystalline structure our myofascia as well as semiconductor we have this electrical potential in us but when we enter a superconductive state we essentially become the shining ones like that's where the the myth, the lore it really protrudes from is, yeah, just people that have managed to reach this superconductive state. And what's your, um, so I want, I want to sort of branch this out, man, into your overall sort of lifestyle that you live, because I know that a lot of the protocols and things you do, it's all about developing the body from that sort of perspective 
where it's like it's to do with light, electromagnetism, proper water, diet that's rich in yeah photons, and it's basically your your the light in your body is going to charge your cells up to be able to almost put yourself induce a state of superconductivity. Is that correct? Certainly, certainly. Um, and a lot of my perspectives have evolved over the years uh, as to what is potentially necessary in the diet to do that really on a fundamental physical level it's it's a mineral aspect but then also having the nutrients to uh, feed the nervous system to conduct that Um, because I've had those experiences in life certainly where there's just so much joy or ecstatic energy it feels like the body can't really even take it (laughs) you know what I'm saying like you're not getting all of it and so a lot of uh, the practice, things like pranayama, uh, the right diet, fasting, meditation, mineralizing your body, detoxing heavy metals, uh, help us to be able to contain more life, energy, chi, whatever you want to call it. And certainly that's, that's one way that I perceive it <clears throat> is the lifestyle supports and cultivates an individual's ability, <clears throat> excuse me, to to uh, be a conductor of that, to be free of tension or friction that would inhibit the natural flow. It's basically just learning how to get out of the way <laughs> and yeah. not having any excess there that's slowing it down, and and um, you know building your machine, your computer, whatever you want to call it, out of the the most conductive, uh, most life-affirming substance that you can get your hands on. But then ultimately, there's an aspect of me that comprehends that all of this is of mine. This is, we're just, this is the mind, (laughs) this whole reality. And so anything really is possible once that is fully comprehended. However, can you comprehend that without bringing yourself up the ladder of consciousness through these processes of purification and cultivation? You know, I don't, I don't know. It seems to all be part of the process and really one and the same thing from a, a paradoxical point of view. You know, the more yeah. we refine our mind, the more insight we have into how the elements work in nature and and the more that we see that they show up in our reality and we find ways to integrate them into ourselves. <clears throat> so, so indeed, yeah, I see life as learning how to cultivate our vessel and our mind to be able to conduct or allow that flow of spirit of life to, to come through uninhibited. Yeah, it's it's a it's a journey for sure, man. This whole uh, the whole quest of self actualization and just pursuing what you would call the higher truths, truth seeking, just really trying to self mastery, know thyself, sort of thing. And it's it's a hard one because there's so much bullshittery out there. There's there's so much misinformation, disinformation. There's there's so much obstacles that have been deliberately placed. Uh, around us in our lives to, to kind of stop us from accessing these certain areas within within ourselves, 
in the internal world, in our internal inner verse and exterior self as well. And um, what's the uh, what's some, what's what's your sort of day to day life like now, Spencer? Like, what's what's your sort of practice? What are you up to? If you've got, I wouldn't mind just going over your sort of getting to know what your sort of morning routines like, knowing like what what sort of fasting you're up to recently, any superfoods that you're kind of into at the moment, any specific just any any specific shit that you're experimenting with that would be good to share and just yeah i'd like to learn a little bit off you and just see how we go right on yes it's an ever-evolving practice of course as we all are but i consistently wake up and train first thing in the morning uh, i always do pranayama meditation and some kind of training to yeah. my body up now, i'm lucky enough to be on a property that has a pretty amazing dome concrete dome and so i've been doing chanting and singing in there um with with intention like prayer basically and just learning to wake up and stretch my voice and my lungs mm-hmm. because ultimately like chakra system wise however you want to look at it this is the the expression this is how we express and voice command create uh with the word so opening my my voice and my lungs uh, is one practice that that I'm more recently integrating or practicing consistently. Um, other than that, I go and train at the gym, and I I'm into conjugate training system right now. I'm trying them out. It's a basically it's a cycle of training to where you're hitting lower body and upper body, um, going back and forth between those every other day. And you're going oh, okay. back and forth, going back and forth between maximum effort. So like Mondays, you're maxing out. You max out every week, um, just to see where you're at. Uh, so you max out lower body. Tuesday break, Wednesday max out upper body. Thursday break, Friday you do dynamic, which is more explosive type training. Mm-hmm. Kind of like those push-ups I saw on your Instagram today. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that 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 require explosive energy. Um, When it comes to, say, like lifting a bar, you're putting like half of the weight you can normally lift so that it doesn't slow your speed down because you want to practice moving at top speed. Yeah. So I like the the theory behind the conjugate system because you're training maximal strength and then top speed back and forth. And that's where power comes from is is a combination of speed and strength. Yeah, I've... I'm totally on board with that, man. That when it comes to training, that's pretty much what my sort of training focuses around is developing, yeah, like max power output and max strength output. Like all, all of the stuff for show, I'm not, I'm not interested in. I'm here for, I'm here, I'm here for those two uh, predictors of my sort of physical capabilities. But uh, other shit as well that I do. But when it comes to like resistance based training. Yeah, man, I'm totally on board with that. So, and what what did you say that specific style of training was called again? It's the conjugate system. Conjugate. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name who created it, but you can. It came out of West Side Barbell. Oh, is it like Louis Simmons? There you go, Louis. Yeah, yeah. is it Louis that made? Is that is? Did he make that? Wow. Okay. Nah, there's a whole there's a whole controversy behind it. You know, I've interesting. Seen people with really frustrated videos being <laughs> talking about who came up with it i think it actually originated in russia because he he got a lot of his stuff from around the globe so i think he really got 
most of his ideas from from Russian strength athletes. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of um, Russian like Russian strength and conditioning is so far ahead of what we give them credit for. Actually, Russian science like we 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 obviously in the Western world all of our um, research that's publicized it's obviously all in english and we can't just take that as the got is the sort of the holy grail of science but in russia they they they're on some next level shit over there but we just know <laughs> it's, it's very rare that you're gonna walk past someone on the street who's it who's uh british or american and they're fluent in russian so mm-hmm. it's a, it's a hard one to be able to for someone to translate it and then if but when you do get people that go out there and train with russians uh russian strength conditioning coaches performance athletes you very quickly pick up that they are they're on some next level shit. They do some very interesting stuff, and it just takes one one American, one business minded American to be like, oh, okay, no, no one knows about this. Uh, yeah, let's let's take this over stateside and let's see how it goes down. And the next thing you know, they've invented it, and uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah they, they they're roll, they're rolling in the uh, rolling in the greens for it. But conjure, yeah, man, I'll, I'll remember that one. But uh, anyway, man, continue with your fucking day. I'm intrigued just to. Uh, learn what's going on with your life cool cool i appreciate it yeah so physical training um pranayama is a really big one for me too like and we're talking about opening up the nervous system and being able to conduct more electricity so to speak mm-hmm. like el- elementally air is electrical and doing things like the breath of fire and breath retention help to build up energy and as well as stretch and kind of flush the nervous system so uh, pranayama is something that i really like to share and integrate with my training doing different breathing techniques while training uh, things like uh, hypoxic training like breath holds while you're doing squats for instance try to hold your breath and do five squats mm-hmm. exhale inhale five squats things like that um, have been demonstrated i also like to read a lot of studies as well so um, hypoxic training gives a greater boost to a lot of beneficial metabolic responses like growth hormone. Um, basically, it's just a way to accentuate the hormetic stress factor of training. Uh, you know, hormetic stress is a beneficial stress response, like the sauna therapy. Your body stresses out, but it, all in all, it equates to a a benefit because it triggers all of these different metabolic responses. Same mm. with physical training. It's a stress because you're breaking down your muscle, but you know, in totality, it's a benefit because it you know activates all these different metabolic pathways and you come back stronger. So uh, hypoxia is actually, believe it or not, another way to, to enhance uh, training in that way. So that's, that's the morning. And right now I'm on a farm in Kauai. And so my work around here is maintaining the grounds. And I'm also helping uh, the owner build some new structures. So I'm getting a little education in construction, uh, electrical and plumbing and all that jazz. So that's been a, a good exercise and education. It's always good to learn new things. Mm-hmm. And other than that, cultivating my YouTube channel, my Instagram, um, studies, research for the current areas of practice that I'm diving into. Most recently, I've actually had a very big change in my own dietary approach. Uh, for the last 
previous three months, I'd basically been on an elemental diet, like a self-created elemental diet, where I was, uh, an elemental diet is actually a medical term, and it's what they'll put individuals on who can't drink or take in nutrients, can't chew, or are too injured to digest and um, break down nutrition. Okay. So it's basically like a amino acid, multivitamin, mineral uh, complex. It's kind of like the matrix sludge, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> stuff, the stuff that you can consume that has everything in it. So that's kind of been my, um, my science project for the last three months. But about 10 days ago, uh, seeing the way that my elixir was progressing, that that elemental diet was progressing based on the research that I've been doing. I wanted a higher protein content, a proper balance of amino acids, a specific balance of fatty acids. And for me personally, I don't know if it's my genetics um, or you know, perhaps a broader spectrum, just a, a way that the human machine prefers to be fueled but I operate better on a ketogenic diet. So mm. minimizing carbohydrates for me, I still do targeted or cyclical ketogenic dieting uh, where mm. I integrate carbs like with training or, you know, once or twice a week purely for like glycogen replenishment. But I myself, when it comes to clarity of mind, having consistent energy, better sleep, um, you know, better digestion, the ketogenic diet is, been ideal for me for the last three years or so um so my elemental diet was largely protein amino acids multivitamin mineral and fat but the more that i evolved that project the more i was seeing that it's basically the composition of animal products of mm -hmm. meat you know, yeah. and, and I was coming at it from the way of just studying, uh, you know, lifespan extension, performance, um, different beneficial metabolic uh, processes like autophagy and how I could stimulate and support these things. And I've been vegan for the last three, three and a half years, uh, vegetarian for about 15 years. But about 10 days ago, I chose to start integrating animal products into my diet. And so my most recent experiment and dietary practice is closer to the carnivore diet. Yeah. The animal, animal based um, diet right now. How are you and feeling? I feel good. Yeah. In all yeah. honesty. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because I know my intellect was attached to the idea of finding a solution as to yeah. where I was to like a vegan complete food kind of idea. Um, so it, it was a real big challenge to my ego and to my intellect to accept to try it. And like I said, I've been vegetarian for like 15 years. I hadn't eaten beef in 15 years. It's brave, uh, man. It's brave. It's courageous. To, <laughs> it's like people don't appreciate that. Like it's once you're locked into an ideology oh, man. It, to be willing to, go not just try something new but to do the complete opposite of what that ideology stands for it's, it's fucking brave man so yeah i commend you for doing so man i appreciate that yeah it's i feel like i'm in a good place because the amount of controversy and contrast that surrounds me now like through my youtube like there's definitely something really hot and valuable there 
because there's so much energy, such a strong polarization. Mm-hmm. So I know there's there's a lot for me to to learn through the whole situation, you know, and it, it brings in life and death and taking life and is it necessary and suffering and your whole perspective of of that into the scene. Um, you know, that being said, I, I integrate it in the most sustainable means possible. I have been schooled in biodynamic farming. Nice type man. of type of farming uh, created by Rudolf Steiner, which looks at the farm as a complete organism. So the, the farm itself should be completely sustainable. And a sustainable farm includes animals, includes livestock, um, because the manure and how they impact the, the you know, the the microbes and the soil it's it's part of the circle of life and so when i do get meat i've I've gone and checked out the butcheries here i see where the cows are i understand the whole process um it's all local it's all sustainable and so that really feels good to me because you know a lot of what i was doing before i'm sourcing all these individual amino acids and minerals so they're coming from all over the place yeah Um, granted i'm using way less packaging than most people because these things last for for months um but still it's it's outsourcing so that's one aspect of this that i'm enjoying is the uh it's all local the fish that i get and the beef that i get um but i'm still choosing to supplement uh potassium magnesium um you know and it's an evolving process i know i'm not i already do not attach to the extreme nor do i consider myself a carnivore yeah i don't identify with these things i understand the danger of that and i i understand this is just another aspect of me learning and tasting all of the colors of the rainbow so to speak and so Mm -hmm. that i understand what tools to use when and how they all affect me individually and so right now i'm kind of going into it more in more of an isolated fashion so that i understand it purely yeah how it feels and then I'm going to integrate it with everything else that's come before and find a, more of a harmony of it. But, so basically to put that, how that stacks into my day, um, I've been breaking my fast around three or four in the afternoon and I've been using egg yolks, a little bit of whey protein and some like specific amino acids. I still use creatine, uh, beta alanine, L-histidine, um, taurine, and whenever I, so maybe that's, um, you know, 200 calories, 250 calories, uh, just to get some, some protein, some fats in me and some, you know, specific vitamins. And that carries me over. Then I train in the afternoon as well. And that training is more, uh, basically to balance out whatever else I've been doing. I feel my body, it could be yoga, it could be more like Tai Chi, it could be martial arts, it could be some weights, um, but there's always some kind of training in the afternoon. And I follow that with dinner, and I've been consuming either fish or beef recently. Mm-hmm. And I do supplement that, like I was saying, potassium and magnesium. I put magnesium in my water, I put potassium What What magnesium? Magnesium malate. Okay. That's that's my preferred. It's uh because replenishing your magnesium is a is a difficult thing to do because too much is a laxative, so it actually dehydrates you more and you lose mm-hmm. more magnesium. 
and magnesium malate has a really high bowel tolerance, so you can absorb more of it. Mm-hmm. And it's attached to a malic acid, which is a intermediate in the Krebs cycle, so it's a really easy form of energy. Supposedly, people with uh, fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue benefit from supplementing uh, malic acid because it's basically real easy energy. It's the step step or two before ATP. Um, and then I use potassium chloride mixed with sea salt mm. on my food because there's a there's a variety of nutrients that the carnivore diet or that an animal protein based diet is deficient in. But that brings up a whole question of like, do these RDAs even apply to somebody who's not eating carbohydrates? Um, you know, it's it's uh, there's a lot of complexity in it. Um, there's a lot of variables in all these studies, right? So it's you can read all the studies <laughs> until your eyes bleed, but if you've never experienced it and actually seen how it affects you, you're not going to know. So that's one reason that I had to try this diet because it had been so long since I'd even tried animal products. I tried veganism, fruitarian, growing sprouts, fermenting cultures, all sorts of different uh, balances and proportions or ratios of carbs to proteins to fats. Like I've been doing nothing but isolated dietary experiments for like 15 years, you know? So I kind of ran out of them <laughs> in, the, in the realm of vegan or vegetarian. And so all that was left really was a stark contrast to what I had been doing. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my main reasons for trying it. So I'll actually know. Otherwise, it would it would bother me if it was a you know just an unknown. I don't know how it would affect me. One of the one of the philosophies that I was really thinking yesterday, like just imagine that animal products did bring you to a state of of consciousness or a state of being fully alive or more alive, like life to a level that you weren't experiencing before like you would have that much more appreciation for the animal you'd have that much more energy to contribute to to uh helping preserve and cultivate uh the right landscape to to um be able to have them thrive uh it's it's funny just the the endless loop of philosophy behind veganism and and uh (laughs) and dogma yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a it's definitely a rabbit hole, like you're saying. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm totally on board, man. And it's like you said, once you start paying attention to the to the quality of the meat, for example, you are it's it's different, man, because you you you're not you're not looking at it in terms of just the nutritional value. You're looking at like from a more holistic um, perspective, like fucking Rudolf Steiner said, it's the the farm as a complete entity. And then you're looking at the livestock, you're looking at the welfare of them, you're looking at that, their level of consciousness that they're operating at, the level of consciousness of the plants. Is it being sprayed with glyphosate? Is it MPK fertilizer? Is there is it monocrops? All, all of these things. And then once you have it as a complete holistic unit, which is what Rudolf Steiner of originally come up with when he was talking about biodynamic farming it it's it just gives you a better connection to the to the food source and the and your when you do eat it becomes very ritualistic it's mm-hmm. it, the intent the intention of you eating is different compared to 
just consuming food for entertainment or cons- just consuming food because you your belief set tells you that you need to eat this sort of food and it that intention is everything as with loads of things as you know spencer intention is everything and it energy flows where it, attention goes that's the one i think and it's uh it's it's so true man and like you said about building blocks of like you utilizing the correct building blocks for your body and like our body are biological temples and we need to build them with the best materials and it's it's the same as like a builder who's got some philosophy of using substandard building blocks because his preconceived ideas limit him from using what's going to be best for building that building and yeah we yeah our temples need to be built with the best with the best building blocks. And once our temple is, uh, correct, correctly, correctly built and we are in proportion, divine proportion, then we begin to, uh, resonate on a level as above, so below, and we channel a higher force into us. But if we build our body with genetically modified bullshit, then you're not, Mm -hmm. your body is not supplying an environment that's suitable for this type of energy for this type of energy to be able to run through you. And um, really, man, it's like, it, it's, it's great to hear you say that you've, not that I'm, that I'm like a fucking massive carnivore and I tell everyone to go on a carnivore diet. It's just, it's, it's really interesting that you said that you've gone from one extreme to the other. And I think that seems to be a, a bit of a theme at the moment. There seems to be a lot of <laughs> like hi, kind of high profile, people that aligned with the vegan movement that seem to be just dipping their toe into a little bit of meat eating to see how, uh, to see how it goes. And it's interesting that they've even got to that point, just get into that Mm -hmm. point where you are even willing to says a lot about where you're at mentally and what you're with and how open you are. And yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great. And it's, again, I literally just had Sean Baker on, about an hour ago and obviously he's the kingpin of the carnivore movement himself and it's um it was it was interesting talking to him getting his perspective on the carnivore diet and where he comes from and how he sees it from a health perspective from but the thing with sean it's him his perspective is very um quantitative it's very like left side brain it's like very it's a bit i'm gonna say if i'm gonna it's very americanized whereas (laughs) it's like i want someone like yourself is what i'm interested in learning about that integrative um perspective of that holistic approach where okay man get get the meat in understand what the what the carnivore diet's about and what the benefits are but at the same time you also know the benefits of eating photon rich foods live food from plants that are just growing next to you pick it up eat the leaf eat the fruit you know all of that shit as well and it's about finding a way to like alchemically merge these different protocols into one that again bio individuality that works for you like there's not everyone is going to work the same i still believe though that a foundation of everyone's health um or i should say dietary protocol should to be to have built the metabolic machinery to be able to burn fat for fuel i think that's a prerequisite i think that's something that everyone needs to have and as a 
option available to themselves. They don't have to go full-blown, balls to the ball, therapeutic, uh, ketogenic, ketosis, whatever you want to call it. But they need to have at least entered a a state where their body has become adapted to burning fat for fuel. And then from there, I think then you've got a lot more flexibility in how you experiment with your diet. Otherwise, at the end of the day, as long as your body is using glucose for fuel, you're a fucking slave. You're a slave to your blood sugar and you're a slave to the parasites in you that are feeding off that fucking sugar, feeding, crave, and they just send those cravings through, up through your system and then you think that you need, you need food, but you don't. You don't need it, man. And it's, uh, once, you do, once you practice these prolonged fasts, and what's the longest fast you've done, Spencer? Oh, depends on which type of fast. I did seven days on just water, but juice i did 43 days Fuck. multiple multiple different distances i did 33 day juice 28 14 um a lot of other shorter ones what juice were you doing what was the actual fasting you were doing see when i did the juice cleanse see and i i don't prescribe these anymore i don't i don't like really long fasts. but this was like 12 years ago uh the morning was fruit juice I had about a quart of fruit juice and the evening was vegetable juice. And there was a vegetable broth actually that I drank first thing in the morning. So it was vegetable broth, fruit juice, and then veggie juice in the evening. Cause the thing I is when you're, when you're doing, yeah, when you're doing fasts like that, you're literally okay. Calorie deficit, but it's just sugar. Like literally. Right. Right. Yep. I know. I wish somebody had told me that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, made, made so many mistakes in the past for sure. I don't yeah. prescribe that at all. Yep. There's plenty of people that still prescribe it to today, though, man. And it's like, it just perplexes me. I was like, guys, you not understand. It's like, literally, yeah. you're, you're, get, you're getting, okay, you're getting these phytonutrients, these phytochemicals, if the stuff you're eating is fresh, local, organic. If not, it's been irradiated in the whole trans, trans, transportation process of getting your food to the supermarket. It's probably lost all its life force energy. And now you're blending it up into a shake. That's all you're eating or all you're consuming, which is just sugar. That's what your body's breaking it down as. And that... The amount of sugar that's in it's not going to mitigate, or the amount of phytonutrients that are left within it, it's not going to mitigate the adverse effects of the sugar. And um, yeah, it's you're going to get even more, even yeah, because you're sure. jacking your you're jacking your insulin up, and then you don't actually have building blocks. So it's telling your body, all right, like build and store, and then you're actually it's it, uh, deleterious for sure. It just takes from your body. Yeah, and the whole point of fasting, obviously, is to in, is to essentially in, actively induce a ketogenic state, induce autophagy, to induce all of these, um, like you said, these metabolic uh, procedures in your system, these cle- like this self-cleansing um, operative procedures in your body. But then if, if you're, when you're drinking these uh, shakes, whatever it is, it's knocking you out. It's knocking you out of the fasted state because it's, that's a shit ton of sugar that's going in your system. And that's something that's always interested me with a lot of people that do certain fasts. I'm always interested in what they fast with. Is it just water? Is it, do they do fruit fasts? Do, do they do like fruit juice fasts? Sorry. Do they do like green blend fasts? And mm-hmm. if you're going to get down to the nitty gritty, the only way to truly fast is water fasting. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In order to get the actual real benefits of fasting, it's yeah, water, because then you're not get you're literally not breaking the fast. There is no, caloric intake there is no um metabolic initiator that's that you're consuming mm-hmm. 
my mindset right now, I really agree with Dr. On Amin Ra's perspective. Yeah, mate. Just um, just a quick one. I actually had someone message me on Instagram earlier when they found out that you were coming on to ask mm. about the Amin Ra protocol. Now, this is something mm. that I am familiar with. Like, I, I've I looked into the Amin Ra protocol a while back, and I do really like it. Again, I'm a little bit kind of not all about the vegan hype or plant based hype. I understand it, but I'm not. I'm not fully on board with that, but the actual protocol itself is very interesting. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, man, how are you getting on with that? Yes, uh, I was on it chronically in different methodologies for three and a half, almost four years. Mm. And then ab about three months ago, I started opening my, my uh, window up because I ultimately ran into an electrolyte deficiency and that basically like took me out of the game. Like that explains the magnesium and potassium that you're uh, really owning in on now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, this whole process has forced me to learn about the individual elements that compose our bodies. Mm. So it's been a pain in the ass, but it's been a really enlightening education just to learn how all these things um, work together and the right ratios and proportions uh, and the properties that they have and the purposes that they serve. So I have, you know, there's multiple reasons why that could have happened to me. I'm basically chronically restricting calories for years and I'm eating when I finally look into it, a low, <laughs> I thought the wind was about to take my camera, a, a low potassium diet. Um, I'm also chronically using sauna therapy. I had a sauna at the house. So I was using the sauna like five days a week. Um, I also train, work on a farm. So I'm sweating like three times a day. Uh, so also I went ketogenic, which increases your need for salts because you dump you know, electrolytes with the water whenever you lose them, um, your need for salts. And I don't know about potassium specifically, but your need for electrolytes go up if you go ketogenic. Uh, perhaps there's an adaptation over time to where you level out, but it's definitely in the beginning. So I had all these compounding factors that put me in a spot to where I eventually had pretty serious edema. I'd have this really heavy fatigue. My body would hold on the water to where it was, it was like frightening, like the size of my, my ankles and then it would like... <laughs> go up into my face else it was a trip trying to figure it out and it took me a while and when i finally got the potassium i dropped like seven pounds in like 12 hours wow. just because it was all water um that being said like there was one night where i was like on the edge of like just <laughs> just passing out you know trying to trying to resolve this issue um so that's the extent that i went to try to make it work and like I said, I can't say that the Amen protocol did that to me because I was experimenting with ketogenic um, uh, practice with that. Mm -hmm. And I did that because in order to endure the fasting, the Amen protocol, you fast every day for 23 hours. Like you think like a 43-day juice fast is difficult, like try fasting every single day and eating a calorically restricted meal for four months, six months. <laughs> that that for me was the biggest challenge that I've ever had yeah. dietarily. But the the state of mind that I achieved was by far the most enjoyable that I've gotten out of any lifestyle practice thus far. 
the, the state of my body, my performance and the state of my mind. Um, it was profound. It was damn near psychedelic. Like the, the level of clarity was coming mm-hmm. into this uh, hyper synchronistic unified experience of myself. Like even my sleep was down four or five hours, I'd wake up rested, train clear, no need to nap. All these synchronicities, as I say, insights, the rate of growth was just accelerating to a point where it was almost like really uncomfortable. Um, however, like I said, I, I hit this wall um, and it took me a while to figure that out and really diving into the studies of the nutrients and the minerals and amino acids, all of these things has led me to where I am now. And ultimately I'm, I'm going to, I aspire to head back towards an oministic lifestyle to where I'm just eating a meal in the evening. Perhaps there's a tonic that's a little bit earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Certain, you know, nutrients, things that stimulate autophagy or, uh, you know, certain amino acids or uh, fats, nutrients. That Have you, um, cause. Are, are you aware of Zen Life Dan? Mm-hmm. Dan, yeah, Dan Vernet. Um, I had him on the uh, podcast and he's got his own thing right now. I think he's called like Zen Blend, I believe, which is like an autophagy blend of different herbs mm. and um, amino acids and everything. So yeah, like something like that would be great to uh, add yeah. into the, uh, just like, a, like you said, like a morning tonic just to really sort of induce a deeper state of autophagy before you break your fast in the evening were you doing all the uh were you doing like the sun gazing and the grounding and everything else involved like with the exercise um with like protocols as well attached to the Armin Ra pro like uh, approach right yeah so those aren't oministic he doesn't do like sun gazing or anything like that he you know does training in the morning trains in the evening takes certain um nutraceuticals during the day <sighs> to stimulate he has a whole, you know, blend or formula of nutraceuticals that boost autophagy. And uh, some of them really help with hunger as well. So finding different uh, elements that help to mitigate the hunger, turn on fat burning, uh, increase the autophagy, uh, help to feed the energy of the mind. I thought, it did, to... I thought he had sun gazing in it, man. Calls it after a fucking sun god. It doesn't even do. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't even do sun gazing. What the fuck? That, that would that would totally put that uh, regimen on a next level because then you're getting the photons from the sun and the electrons from the grinding. And if you're in that calorie um, in a calorie yeah um, deficit, then that's a great way of getting that energy into your system. I would have. I, I could have swore that's what it was. Fuck, man. Maybe that's just something <laughs> that I superimposed on top of it because I thought, oh, it's the yeah. Armour Protocol. That's obviously what he's going to be doing. Ah, yeah. okay, man. Interesting. Yeah, we love to amp stuff up for sure. But no, that's not part of his uh, his protocol. Um, meditation is morning and evening. Um, he's extremely well-structured. I really appreciate the way that he's laid out You know his process. It's taught me a lot about the importance of organizing. And I think everybody should ultimately write out their own protocol like he's mm. done. Um, and you know, there's certain reasons why I don't think he's ever run into potassium deficiency, uh, particularly the Africoid people are more prone to high blood pressure because of high salt intake. 
more so than Caucasians. And that's because they they genetically hold on to minerals and electrolytes better than we do. So there are certain genetic differences that I think ultimately will cause a need for minor adjustments. But to me, I, I aspire to a very similar protocol in myself. Yeah, man. I think, um, I think I may dibble dabble. I may experiment with, uh, the almond bra protocols soon. I was, uh, I did it for a little bit, but I didn't fully commit. And, uh, yeah, I, I am interested though. I do pretty like I, I do like a 20, a 20 hour, four hour eating window at the moment. Sometimes I do like, tw- sometimes I do 22 hour fast, two hour eating window, but I wouldn't mind like actually committing to the, the actual protocol itself with the specific amino acids and, and like what's used within that autophagy blend. I really wouldn't mind trying that just to see how it goes. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting, man. I could have swore it had the fucking sun gazing and shit in. Jesus, that would have—I would have thought he would have been all over that. But uh, he's, yeah, he's a very—he's a very logical individual. Granted, equally <laughs> spiritual, but uh, he uses the power of math and science for sure. And I guess to him, that's uh, not a necessary element in his practice right now. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's fair enough, man. I just uh, would assume just of adding an extra layer onto it, it would have been an incre- It would just been another way of increasing energy. Just if you're, I mean, I guess when you're in those states anyway, like you, like you said, your energy levels you haven't got an issue with. But uh, it would definitely add a few layers of complexity to it. But uh, yeah, other than that, Spencer, man, what's um one of the things I wanted to ask you is has any of the protocols that you've had in that you've sort of um, initiated in your life and followed through with, has any of them ever gave you like a a peak mystical experience? Have you had, have you ever had any of these like deep insights, out of body experiences, anything like that along the way that you can attribute to a specific action that you took? For sure. And that's one of the most, uh, persistent driving forces for me to be willing to try such insane things mm-hmm. because of the results that I've gotten. And it's happened on all sorts of different layers from like the first fast that I did. Uh, two of the most profound that I can think of is, is one is after I did this 28 day cleanse, I went into a Vipassana and did a 10 day Vipassana retreat. Fucking hell. just had, and like if I hadn't, it, it, I had the type of experience that, I have only had on psychedelics Mm. and to know, to be in that scenario and be experiencing that and knowing that I hadn't taken anything and to get the kind of, of download uh, and insight that I did was just, uh, it's, it made life magic. You're like, wow, like talking, intuiting, hearing that the voice, the God, your higher self, that center point and, and, being told directly answers to whatever your question is, <laughs> you know, like being tapped in. Um, that was one pattern that really woke me up, so to speak, was was really cleaning my body out and then going into chronic meditation. Um, but other than that was a, v- a very profound experience that I had. What I was just saying is I was about 
three and a half months into just chronically doing the Amen protocol with the meditation, the diet, the whole, the whole thing. And I started just to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, three 30 and just be wide awake and then not getting tired through the day. And I'm like, I remember the first couple of days I was like, all right, I'm not going to judge this right away. Like, um, I'll wait for it to go for a while, but it persisted for three, three and a half weeks. And the clarity of mind that I had, the depth of sleep that I was getting, like I was saying, life just became more synchronistic. Um, my, my work and my relationships and the business that I was trying to cultivate, all of these different connections started to fruit rapidly. And there was a part of it to me that felt a little ungrounded. Like I was saying, it started to make me a little anxious at how fast it was accelerating. Mm-hmm. I think as I think we understand that there's a part of us who's afraid of our real power. Like if you really got a hold of everything that is your potential, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. You fucking become a god. That's why, man. Big, 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 <laughs> exactly like and can can you really deal with that responsibility you know of of bringing in anything that you deem um and so there was a definitely a level of angst there um so i'm curious as to if uh this integration the higher protein or the animal products of what i'm taking now can help kind of root some of that experience for the next yeah. time i get there um but you know, basically it went three, three and a half weeks. And then I, I kind of, I just fell off in the sense that I, I think uh, it's funny trying to trace back to see how it happens. It's like you have a, a celebration or you consume some more calories or you eat something outside of what you normally do. Basically there's an intention there, a false intention. Like mm-hmm. a, most, most people celebrate, but like, what is that? Why are you eating that? What's, yeah, what's that? the root? Yeah. What's the root cause for it? exactly so so i got tripped up over a poor intention and um and uh i've been working on finding a more sustainable way to get back there it takes chronic consistent effort in my experience to obtain those things and so finding a way to make the lifestyle and the practices sustainable yeah uh, is really important and that's why i think basically the main idea of what amen is created is amazing because it's you get those enlightening experiences of fasting in a chronically administered way that will just keep getting better if you can hold on and keep walking that that line you know mm. because it's a consistent effort that's sustainable because you're still nurturing yourself with all of the nutrients that you need but it's it's minimal it's literally just what you need no excess it's, it's this really nice middle line between fasting and and feasting yeah i think that's gonna be uh i think that's gonna be a game changer for you mate i think it's gonna be good that when you now that you've integrated a little bit of meat and if you do the same similar sort of protocol it just allows you to like ground yourself and then sort of really yeah really solidify some solid roots in order to grow into the heavens instead of just floating off and kind of just that's that's one of the traps that i see a lot of the conscious spiritual community fall into is that they're all very airheady they're all kind of just floating around and they've got they've got nothing to ground them and then 
once you, once you're grounded, it just allows you to really sort of uh, grow, but from a much stronger base. And you, it allows you to enjoy the third dimension as well. Like people shit on it, and they're. Uh, that's what we're here for. This is what this uh, right. our consciousness is like. Yeah, this is why we've tuned in on this frequency to experience Earth for 2019. We've uh, yeah. It's to, yeah, it's to enjoy shit. It's if you if you're gonna go and revert back to spirit and just be spirit, spirit can't appreciate the taste of a fucking raw cacao bar. Spirit can't <laughs> appreciate the the feeling of getting a new PB on like an overhead squat. Like there's a lot of things that spirit doesn't. Un- spirit can't appreciate whereas once we're tied into this third dimension we can experience it but then at the same time you don't want to fall into the trap of like chaining yourself to the third dimension you right. want it where you Becoming can tra- attached yeah and identifying with it yeah exactly it, you want to be able are, to that whole mindset is trying to ascend right and to get back to spirit and it's like you haven't even fully descended right it's like get full, <laughs> get get completely into this thing you yeah know, and see if you can take this thing into and delight yeah you know, that's for sure what I would find the most fascinating getting grounded and, and bringing that spirit into into the 3d yeah the analogy i always use man and this works both ways and i haven't said it from the other perspective before but uh it's it does work both ways it's like obviously you've got that the saying that if you go to any bro gym they're gonna be like bro you skip leg day it's like you're only training upper body you're, tra- you're not train. you're only training half your body well then from a broader perspective you're only training half your being if all you're doing is focusing on the physical side. If you're thinking of the, the physical body, you've got the non-physical body as well, which is just as important, the opposite side of the coin. And then what you get some people do is that they get called up only doing spiritual practices. They, they, they totally um, avoid any form of practice of like, yeah, like physical optimization. They just, they, they eat shit all they care about is just meditating, just spiritual attunement. And if you fall into that trap again, you're just as bad as someone who's only just pursuing physical optimization. Like instead of just being on one side of the coin to the other, you're the totality of the coin itself. You got to, you got to practice both. And that's when you begin to uh, experience the benefits of both. You get to have a sound biological temple for you, for your God self to reside in and commune with you on this earthly plane within the third dimension otherwise like you're only see you're only just see half the picture and mm. yeah it's for me it's it's always confusing that i know when someone is truly on the path because if they're truly on the path there's no corners no, no corners there's no corners cut they they understand that their body is the vehicle it's the medium in which they're spirit experiences this realm and why would you not want it to be optimizing at its best why would you want a Mm -hmm. subpar vehicle to experience this realm in and it's the same like i have this big thing that i kind of view our world as like a spiritual virtual reality in that the this is like a simulated universe in that our consciousness is yeah tuned in to our temple to our biological temple machine whatever you want to refer to it as and think of it as like an avatar an avatar body on an rpg game when you're playing an rpg when you're playing a computer game you don't want some shitty ass character that you're controlling with like low stamina points low speed low powers the game's not Uh fun and you're gonna get you're not gonna get past level one you're gonna fucking get beat by some bitch ass beta boss 
Whereas once you once you start training yourself and you get those, you train, you increase your mana points, increase your XP, increase your health points, get the fucking skill points to put up your strength, your speed, get new skills where you can do cool shit with your body. You can move through space time in any way that you wish without having without having the inability to do a a headstand, a handstand, a cartwheel, to do what any cool shit. It's I don't understand why people aren't 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 take full spectrum, man. Full spectrum. And that's yeah. what I was saying at the beginning. It's the it's the understanding of the physical optimization, the mental optimization and the spiritual optimization. And when you get all free, that's that's when you become a living God. That's like literally, man, that's what all these ancient texts, they all encode. Our, our ancestral past, everything was geared towards this, the path of the way to ascend. But then it's also, that's also the unspoken secret that in order to ascend, you need to do the work on the, in the physical realm. It's not all mm-hmm. on, the spirit, on the spiritual realm. And it's, yeah, it's one of those that can be easily, uh, easily forgotten when you, start, when you start doing some of the higher spiritual sciences and find yourself transversing the astral realm and you're like, fuck man, I quite like it up here. It's uh it'd be easy for me just to hang yeah. around here for a little bit longer. But again <laughs> <laughs> just get lost. I totally agree with that perspective and I see this is like the elementary school, you know? The mind is a lot harder to get a hold of than this thing. Mm-hmm. And granted we need to get the mind concentrated enough to adhere and or practices into our life but learning how to heal what ails you is your schooling in mastery of the self like when you have a problem or you want to take your body to a certain state of health the education and experience of doing that is the unfolding it it is the process so it's a very hands-on experience of bringing spirit into reality and it may seem mundane like oh i'm going to the gym or i'm eating this way but it's a practice of of self-control and an understanding of how the elements and the practices feed you know the creation of of your ideal yeah man potential and like you said, it's literally just outlined it there so well. It's like it's the experience. It's the exper- it's the path. It's the experience of the path. And that's a famous Manly P. Hall quote where he says that experiences are the chemicals in which the philosopher experiments. And that's mm-hmm. what it's really about, man. This is like this is fucking alchemy one oh one where it's like your body is the cauldron. It's like your mm-hmm. spirit is the base metal and the chemicals are your experiences and then it's up to you how you how you uh how how you attend to that medal how you how you uh, what what's your what's your ambitions is your ambitions just to kind of just throw some basic chemical in there or is your is your ambition to uh really turn that metal into gold and in order to do so you need a, you need a lot of experience and you need to do you need to walk the path and you need to you need to take knowledge and you need to embody it to transmute it into truth or wisdom. And once you, once you have wisdom and you live your own truth, that's what really puts you on the next level. And that's why it's cool to talk to people like you, man, because I know that when I'm talking to you, you're talking from direct experience and it's wisdom. It's like you, you're not there talking to other people regurgitating other people's knowledge 
regurgitate in other people's truth. It's like, this is all through you. And this is, that's when the message, it resonates on a deeper level because it's like, this is your, this is your wisdom. And for everyone that's listening, it might not be their wisdom. It might not be something that at this moment they're open to, but it's, uh, it's, it's all just learning. Like there might be little bits, bits and pieces here and there, like Amun Ra protocol, Amun Ra, what's that? Okay. I'm going to look that up and Ooh, okay. That works for me. I'm going to give that a try. And then they go through their own journey then it's, and it's, it's all about planting seeds, planting seeds that are going to help people when they're ready. Uh, when they are ready, that seed will sprout and it'd be like, Ooh, I'm going to, uh, I've got the inclination today to, Maybe search that up. Maybe search up the Amon Ra protocol. I remember hearing someone talking about that and it becomes very synchronistic mm-hmm. in that everything just starts to align. One thought on that, at least the way that I like to proceed, is to do very clear, clean-cut experiments. Because if you do like the Amon Ra protocol, but you like do it with this mix or, oh, I'm going to do it with this type of food. Like everybody's like, oh, you should do it on sprouts and, you know, all live foods and, and all this stuff. It's like, he's really thought through a very long level of possibilities. Um, it's, it's like to tr- test the thing cleanly for a long enough period of time to really know mm-hmm. with any practice you do be like, All right, I think I'm going to integrate meditation. Like try just starting that and like committing to it consistently and perceiving what just that one variable does. And, and for me, it's, took me a while to become that patient because we get amped at certain times in our lives we're like oh man i'm gonna start doing this at this time it's gonna be followed with cold shower and then right <laughs> therapy and then i'm gonna be chanting and then doing my writing and then <laughs> you know it's like what's what is the most important practice you can integrate start with that and like get it installed so that it's not going anywhere you know uh-huh. I, I find meditation to be bedrock for me and and then you know what these isolated elements do, you know, like at the end of this animal product experience, I'm going to integrate some carbs like a potato or some greens and, and see how they affect me individually. Like not changing too much too rapidly um, to get a really clear picture of, of the element itself. Um, I think that's important because so many people just jump into things and then they judge them you know, without having a real experience because it takes time for your body to adapt. Mm-hmm. It takes time for your meditation to get deep enough to where you're actually, you know, experiencing the profound benefits of it. But most of the time there's this level of discomfort in the transition when your body's adapting to a new fuel source or, you know, just a new pattern of training. You have to endure the transitionary adaptation phase before you know what you're talking about. So I, I recommend that approach <laughs> to people out there with all, all these ideas of what to try. Yeah, I'm, I've, I fall slave to it as well, man. I'm, I, I'm just as guilty. Like once you, once you come across a lot of new information and you're just like, well, I'm going to do everything. I'm going yeah. to, I'm going to get up. It's like, okay, I'm going to do my uh, morning sun gazing. I'm going to get my shilaji in. I'm going to increase my conductivity potential for the day. Oh, I'm going to get my grounding in. And then, oh, I'm going to have my cold shower. Oh, no porn, no masturbation, no orgasm. I'm seminal retention today. And it's just all oh, this shit. Just like, just fucking on that optimization <laughs> hype. And it's, uh, yeah, you almost want to do a bit of an elimination diet, but kind of expand that into like an elimination lifestyle diet where you just do something get it dialed in if it works dial it in like you say like 
programmed in it's installed on your system okay that works that's good now okay move on to the next and then you actually get an idea of what's working and what's not because if you do everything at once and you're feeling great i mean is that the result of one thing you're doing or is that the result of everything you're doing and then it's like the 80 the 80 20 uh the 80 20 principle where it's like 80 percent of the of the result is coming from 20 percent of the actual effort that's being made so all of that time that you're putting into all this other shit might not actually be working and you're getting most of your i'm just the fucking i don't know the morning shittergy and you standing out Uh there 40 minutes in the sun sun gazing and doing headstands and shit like that might not even be working it does but hypothetically speaking yeah just that i think it's good like you said just to get shit dialed in one by one and see what works for you yeah i think the tendency is too is if you start all of these things together and you can't maintain them, you tend to stop them all together. Yeah. So when, when we pick one thing and concentrate on it, it actually becomes a part of a, a way of life. But if you pick up all these things, it's like, if you don't do that, then you're probably not going to do the whole rest of that pattern. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You lose one, you lose it all. It's like you fall off the horse on one and then you're just like, wow, I fucked up today. So I might as well yeah. not do the, the other eight things on my list, even though I <laughs> fucked up one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. interesting. Interesting how the human mind works, dude. And Spencer, man, it's like I've really enjoyed talking to you. I've just checked the time. I've had you for a good, a good hour and a bit now. So I, I appreciate your time, man. And I don't want to, uh, don't want to strip you of it anymore. So I think we're uh, tie this one up for today. But I really enjoyed it, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was great talking to you. And the time flies when you're just when I when you chat about this sort of shit because I can just I can talk about when someone's like on that level and they love all this stuff as well. Like I could talk for hours about this stuff with you. So we'll have to get you on again, man. Like, and we can go a bit more in depth on some of the other, uh, more esoteric shit, even though we, we were pretty, uh, pretty far out there today, but, uh, there's plenty of the rabbit hole still left to explore. I'd love to be able to, uh, go in deep with some of your sort of mystical experiences and some of the profound sort of revelations that was, um, that really came to be, from those experiences as well, man. Uh, but yeah, sound brother really did enjoy this one. So for, for all the listeners, uh, whereabouts can they find more of you, man? Like it's, I know you're talking about your Instagram. Have you got any other sort of places where your sort of digital consciousness resides at? Yes. I share the most through YouTube currently. Um, so my YouTube channel is Spencer hyphen Mac and YouTube and Instagram are my main channels of, contribution and getting my website together too people can con- contact me through my website spencer-mac.com uh, those are the places all right so man yeah i'll put them all into the show notes as well and uh yeah just trying to think of anything else needed from you before we cut this one as a show i think yeah i think i think we're pretty much good with that one spencer man so yeah, thanks, well, man. I, I can definitely say uh, I appreciate your perspective and the range that your mind covers. I see we really connect on the importance of the full spectrum and uh, holistic in the real sense approach to life. So I really appreciate the, especially the focus on the esoteric, like you're saying, because that's it's not hidden anymore in the sense we can all get it, but now it's hidden in a new way because there's so much information. Yeah. That you don't know what's real. So I, I appreciate uh, the depth that you're at and your perspective on reality. It's been enjoyable to talk in those realms. 
Yeah, thanks, man. That really does mean a lot. And it's it's great when someone sees sees that, when someone understands. Like, a, again, like there's so much, like with the, with the business as a whole, the Primal Alchemy, it's like the brand itself. If you look at it and look on the website, you look at the product and actually, like for some, it's like that old saying from Leonardo da Vinci, there's three types of people, those that see, those that see when they're shown and those that don't see. And for yourself, like you'd be able to, I put so much work and effort into developing this brand from the smallest of details in the packaging, in the branding, everything. There's little subtle nuances that are there for the initiated to see and read between the lines, be it the sacred geometry, be it the symbolism, be it the, um, just certain logos, certain wordings, everything, everything's there for someone on a certain level of consciousness just to be like, oh, I can read between the lines. I know what that means. I know what the greater message is. It's the same as like if you're initiated into um, into certain mysteries that you could go to a Gothic cathedral and loads of people are like, wow, that's fucking amazing. Like, look at the architecture and you're going to be there and you're going to be like, well, okay, I can see that symbolism there and I know that that reads that and I can see that you've got a triptych message within the doors of the smaller doors on the left and right with the big door in the middle and that's going to signify the unification of the left and right hemisphere of the brain the positive negative male female holy holy trinity the yeah the center of god in the middle all this shit like that's what i mean man there's all of this shit oh fuck man yeah i'm not gonna fucking blabber on too long man otherwise we're gonna be here for another hour but spencer man yeah it's been it's been a blast dude so guys that's episode 44 hopefully you enjoyed this one it was a definitely an interesting rabbit hole to delve down so uh 44 rolling out guys stay woke as fuck i'll catch you on the next episode Uh...